engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number this open line Friday, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, glad to have you with me today. We've got to talk about something. I just, Charlie found this story. I had missed it. He deserves credit for it. I've been laughing about it ever since. Uh, From the you can't make it up file. Uh, you, You really can't. You know, Germany, Germany, has had a lot of nuclear power plants. They were getting older, and the Germans decided instead of building new nuclear power plants, they would rely on wind and solar. Now, side note, I have a nice, it's the, what is it, the hot spring spas, the, I got a, it's a hot tub. A lot of, the, the industry calls them spas, I got a hot tub. I love it. Got uh, There's a company, Georgia Spa Company, uh, six locations in Metro Atlanta. I, I do ads for them as well in, in Georgia, but they're fantastic. So I got this. It's a, it's a saltwater one. So really low. I've been stunned by how low the maintenance is on it, uh, and I love it. And I, I get in my hot tub, and um, I've been able to get in my hot tub earlier in the evening. The sun's not beating down on it. The sun's getting lower in the sky. It's getting darker earlier. And y'all know what? My wife's favorite day of the year is in two weeks, fall back. Fall back, where you get an extra hour to sleep. We'll actually be in Louisiana that weekend for my dad's birthday. It's that Sunday, the first Sunday in November. And we fall back. We get an extra hour, which means it's going to be even darker in the evening. But regardless, it's the days are getting shorter, which means the nights are getting longer, which means I get in my hot tub earlier without having the sun up. And it's fantastic. It's great, but also it means that the solar panels aren't generating as much electricity because it gets darker quicker, which gets me back to Germany. The Germans decided they didn't want new nuclear power plants. Instead, they were going to rely on solar and wind. I don't know if you all know this or not. You might need to sit down for this one. This this may be uh, too much revelation for you. It, it may overwhelm you to know this. It is a fact that could blow your mind when the wind does not blow. The wind turbines don't produce electricity. Did you know that? When the sun doesn't shine... The solar panels do not produce electricity. Did you know that? With nuclear power, you can get power day or night, 24-7, 365. Not with wind and solar, unless you can tap unicorn farts. You're not going to get eternal power from wind turbines. So Germany decided not to build any more nuclear power plants. They were going to use wind and solar. 
Guess what they're doing now? As the weather gets cooler in Germany, they've had to turn back on their coal-fired power plants. (laughs) I'm not making this up. The German engineers have had to turn on the coal-fired plants because they can't use the nuke plants anymore. And the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining, so 50% of Germany's electric production right now is coming from coal-fired power plants, several of which they've had to turn back on. Geniuses. Geniuses. To quote a TV show that I love that I don't recommend to anyone and don't watch the final season, winter is coming. Man, when winter finally showed up, that show sucked. Um, uh, but nonetheless, winter is coming. The days will get even darker. The nights will get even colder. I will be in my hot tub even more powered by nuclear power in the state of Georgia or a coal-fired plant. And the Germans, they're going to be using coal-fired plants as well because they bought into the the nonsensical power grid nonsense hysteria about climate change, and it's not working out for them. By the way, the Washington Post is reporting the, I love the, y'all, I could say the name, like every day I should talk about it just so I can say the name, the Hunga Tonga Hunga Volcano. That's right, the Hunga Tonga Tonga Volcano ejected 165 million tons of water into the atmosphere, and we now know it ejected so many acidic gases into the stratosphere, it's begun to erode portions of the ozone layer. The Hunga Tonga Hunga volcano ate up the ozone layer. Not only that, it sent so much more water into the atmosphere than we knew. Guess what? Guess what? It is to blame for the summer heat wave. Now, where have y'all heard that before? The Washington Post. There's a new study out, a new scientific study. The eruption may well be responsible. Now, notice that they, 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 don't, they don't want to go right there where I'm willing to go because it would shatter their, their narrative and orthodoxy. But it may be a significant, significant contributing factor to the current heat the planet has seen because that much water vapor in the atmosphere operates as a blanket. On the evening of January 15th, 2022, the underwater volcano erupted in the southwest Pacific and sent atmospheric shockwaves around the world multiple times. Not nearly as powerful as the shockwaves when girls across America woke up Christmas morning knowing they had Taylor Swift tickets, but nonetheless, significant shockwaves. Residents of one of the islands of Tonga reported hearing blasts shortly before 5 p.m. local time from the volcano, which was located about 40 miles away. Within 30 minutes, volcano plumes rose into the atmosphere like a gargantuan umbrella. The eruption triggered tsunami waves, including some that reached 45 feet and caused four deaths. 
Researchers found the blast was bigger than any U.S. nuclear explosion. Ash flew up 38 miles into the atmosphere, higher than any other volcanic eruption on record. The underwater explosion sent enough water to fill 60,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools into the atmosphere. And now we know all that water vapor did what I've been telling you guys for a year was going to happen. It trapped heat. But it also depleted the ozone layer. It trapped heat. Now, I want you people to know that I got fact-checked by an environmental activist reporter who her fact-check was, well, it's probably true, but it's too soon to say, so he shouldn't be saying it. That was her actual fact-check of me telling you this. It's probably true, but we don't know that it's true, so he shouldn't be saying it yet. Well, you know, they're, they're never actually going to, like, fully confirm it because it would disrupt the prevailing narrative. Let me read you, for example, um, th this, this is the very last paragraph in the story. Even a year afterwards, experts said ozone concentrations in the stratosphere remain lower. Other studies have shown the water vapor injections have affected the local temperature, which can change the winds in the upper atmosphere. Wait, it's affected local temperatures? Really? Something I've been saying was the case? The Hunga Tonga Hunga Volcano, it did all this. And these scientists who bought in the prevailing narrative of man-made global warming, they don't want Greta Thunberg scowling at them. She's too busy with her anti-Semitic posts today. So, by the way, I, a side note, Greta Thunberg, they took a picture of her today with all of her pro-Palestinian friends holding up signs, we're with the people of Gaza. Girl probably doesn't even know where Gaza is on a map. And next to her is a little blue octopus. Now, you should know there are some very famous anti-Semitic cartoons that use a blue octopus strangling the world as a representation of Jews. And it just so happens that Greta Thunberg and her friends went out and found a little blue octopus to put in a photo op of their free the Palestinians picture. And now she's had to come out and say, I'm sorry, I didn't know the octopus was an anti-Semitic trope. My friends didn't tell me. I scowl at them now. Really, Greta? Really? You didn't know? Do you even know where Gaza is, you little dim-witted idiot? I bet you don't. And she's like, it's supposed to be for autism. That's why I have the little stuffed animal. I had it for autism. Oh, so now you're going to throw our autism at us as if you got some disability when just last year you said it was your superpower and it made you wiser than everyone else. You little idiot. You're giving my Swedish people a bad name, Greta Thunberg. With your little octopus in your little pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas photo op. Scaring the Germans into giving up their nuclear reactor so now they're burning coal. Have you scowled at them yet? I'm... 
And now it turns out all the stuff that Greta Thunberg's been scowling about is because of volcano. I really wish Greta Thunberg would go down to Tonga and sail on over to the Hunga Tonga Hunga volcano and scowl at it and see what it does. Wasting the rest of our time with her little activism. It's so, isn't it predictable as well that of course the climate activists are anti-Semites? Of course they're anti-Semites. Why wouldn't they be? They're all together in this little anti-Semitic progressive cabal. They are exactly who they told us they were. We should probably start believing them. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show, the perfect blend of news, analysis, opinion, and cooking. Hang on. Is that right? Yeah. Cooking. Want to be on the show? Come on, be on the show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. I have, you know, I, I try not to do the whole breaking news. You know, like on Fox News, like every five minutes, there's breaking news now, and it's not breaking news. It's something you heard, like, last week. It's not. I try not to do that, but breaking news. There actually is breaking news. Jim Jordan has just lost a secret ballot in the House Republican Conference and is no longer the speaker nominee for the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. Jordan is out. A whole lot of people have been telling me for a week that I was wrong, that Jordan was going to be speaker. It actually doesn't give me any pleasure to tell you I was right because I wanted Jordan to be speaker, but he's not going to be speaker. Um, the looks like uh, Kevin Hearn is going to put his name into the ring. They're going to, um, they're they're going to have a number of others, uh, the Republican Party putting their hat in the ring now. Uh, uh, Mike Johnson is another one who is going to put his name in the ring, but uh, Jim Jordan is toast. Will not be Speaker of the House now. Uh, I am told very reliably that the um, the vote, it was a secret ballot in the House Republican Conference that Jordan actually lost more votes in the secret ballot than he lost publicly. So that's happening right now. Um, the breaking news, Jim Jordan will not be Speaker of the House of Representatives. He is out of contention, having now lost the confidence of a majority of the House Republican Conference in a closed-door secret ballot vote. New names will step forward. As a result, the House of Representatives is going to adjourn and go home for the weekend and regroup. I I got to say this again, and I mean this very sincerely. Jim Jordan could have been Speaker of the House, but the bullying from the outside sabotaged him. I know some of you don't want to believe it and you, and you want to like wrap yourselves up in the fetal position, cover yourself with your warm blanket, stick your thumb in your mouth and say they never were going to vote for him anyway. They never were going to vote for him anyway. Some of them would have. But they're tired of the bullying. They're tired of feeling like they got to fight their own side all the time. They're they're tired of it. And Matt Gates has made Jim Jordan the fall guy. Matt Gates doing this, Jim Jordan, had they waited for 30 days and gotten a bad spending deal for the final spending package from Kevin McCarthy, 
there would have been 30 or 40 Republicans who would have voted to oust McCarthy, and Jordan would have been the shoe-in to replace him. But the timing from Matt Gates was everything. It was impetuous. It was lack of impulse control. And it has blown up Jim Jordan. He will not be Speaker of the House of Representatives now, thanks to Matt Gates. And yes, you can thank Matt Gates for it. You can absolutely thank Matt Gates for it. He, Leroy Jenkins, did. And just like Leroy Jenkins and his friends, who all got wiped out fighting the orcs, Matt Gates has ensured the conservatives have just gotten wiped out. This is over now. Uh, and it's unfortunate because Jordan would have been a great speaker. You will note that I never encouraged any of you to call and take a stand because I knew what would happen. Because I've been down this road multiple times with these fights in Congress. I was one of the leaders in the fight against John Boehner when I was running Red State, and then Kevin McCarthy the first time around as well. Did it against Mitch McConnell, and every time the same thing happened. The same thing happened. When the conservative movement rallied, some of the worst of the conservative activists started bullying and were just as nasty. I've, I've seen it all before. All of you saying, this isn't conservatives, this is, this is liberals pretending to be conservative. No, it's not, because I've experienced it in my own life. And this has caused Jim Jordan to go down in flames. And Matt Gates deserves a sizable portion of the blame for it. Now, the Republicans need to get in a room and they need to fire up some Eden Pure Thunderstorms and clean the air and start over. Don't you like that transition? Yes. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm is an air purifier and it's also an odor eliminator and it works. It eliminates smoke odors, litter box odors, general pet odors, cooking odors, musty odors, all the stinky odors out there. It can wipe them out. You can hold this thing in the palm of your hand and you can get three of them. One for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement, one for your travel bag, your RV, wherever you need them, get three of them for less than $200. You save $200 and you get free shipping. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. Eden, like the Garden of Eden, pure is the driven snow. EdenPureDeals.com. And you'll see a discount code box on the front page of the site. You just put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. And you'll get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping. It's a remarkable little device. It packs a wallop. It gets rid of the dust, the pollen, the all of it. It just it cleans the air. EdenPureDeals.com is the website. You put in the discount code Eric, E-R-I-C-K. When we come back, your phone calls. Lewis, I'll come to you next, 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday. We got way more to go and more breaking news happening. He's got the courage to tell you the truth because the truth is what matters. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, It may be, instead of an open line Friday, an open container Friday, it's just been that sort of week, hasn't it? Don't drink and drive, kids. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Lewis, haven't heard from you in a while. Lewis, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Um, after all, I just want to say this. I, I grew up in the 70s, and uh, I, I was around kids in school, and 
I, know, I mean, I've saw Jewish kids and everything like that. Yeah, but and I've I've been in situations where I've been bullied here and there, but I've never been, you know, in a situation where somebody angered me so bad that I'd want to hurt them in the way that I'm seeing now. Um, and I've never really uh, been able to put two and two together. What have the Jewish people done to anybody to create uh, an absolute hatred the way this is going on? Um, you know, I, I guess I'm so, so thankful that we do live in America and that I was raised to know Jesus. Uh, my, my family was an Air Force family, and... You know, the Bible is just coming alive on this whole thing. I think uh, recently there was some divers that went in the Red Sea, and they got to see where uh, when the spreading of the parting of the ocean all, when the Israelites got to go through, and they went down there, and they found some chariots, and they found uh, skeletal remains. And all this stuff just lets you know that God is still in control and on the throne. And uh, I, I guess, you know, in a heart of hearts, I just cannot come to the realization to ever know that I would ever have any kind of hatred to anybody like that. Yeah, and, look, uh, it's, well, I, I, you know, go ahead, go ahead. What really comes alive to me the most is Romans 10, where it says, you know, uh, you know, God is the same God towards the Jews and the Greeks and, and to everybody. So this is all 100%, 100% biblical. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you said that. And, Lewis, th- thanks for being patient with me to, to get to you. It's I, I got to, you know, the I, I have a, I struggle. I struggle this week and last with the depravity I've seen and then, encountering the people who just denied that it happened. Evil is real. We, we, we talk about evil as an abstract. Evil's real. Oh, you know, I don't want theology hour on the program. Let me, let me just encapsulate it this way for you because, you know, I, I get people who ask me all the time, how can you worship a God who gave your wife not just cancer, but incurable stage four lung cancer? Why would you worship a God who did that? There was a Jewish rabbi, I forget his name now, who's a very famous writer, and he wrote that either God is uh, not all good or he's not all powerful because given the state of the world, if God was all powerful, he could wipe the evil out, and since he hasn't wiped the evil out, he must either not be good or he must not be all-powerful. And that's a, that's an, an easy, logical trap for people to fall in who don't actually understand, and this guy should have given his theological pedigree but didn't understand the nature of evil. The nature of evil is the absence of God. Those who like Hamas, killed those Jews in the most barbaric way possible, they're evil. They don't have God in their heart. 
So my my worldview, might as well lay my cards on the table, might as well go there instead of being hesitant to do it. What the heck, it's Friday afternoon. So I think the world has fallen. And I think we're all sinners. That's why I'm a conservative, by the way. I'm a conservative because I know we're all sinners and I want as few in charge of me as possible. So limited government uh, props up my worldview because the more limited the government, the fewer the bureaucrats, the fewer the politicians, the fewer the people who have a say in my life, the better off we are because they're all sinners and I don't want them in my life. But all manifestations of disease and depravity, they come from our fallen state. Not from God. We fell. He, he created male and female in, in his image Mankind, they had free will, and they chose to violate what God told them, and they have now bound the will of humanity through Adam to sin. That's what Martin Luther wrote about bondage of the will. That's what he meant. We're, we're, we're bound to sin. And it takes God to undo that, to, to disentangle that. And so he, I believe as a Christian, he condescended, came to earth as, as a child born in a manger, lived a perfect life without sin, died on a cross, conquered death. And by putting our faith in him, we can have everlasting life. I mean, that that's the basic message of Christianity. That's the gospel message. The good news is that you can ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, repent of your sins, and you have eternal life with him. But my wife's cancer doesn't come from God giving her cancer, saying, here, here, Christy, I'm going to give you stage four incurable genetic form of lung cancer. No, it comes because... The world is twisted and mangled through sin, and sin manifests itself in evil. Sin manifests itself in in, uh, bad things. Sin manifests itself in disease. And he loves my wife so much, he decided to live a life as a human, was sinless, and yet was tortured, beaten to within an inch of his life, nailed to a cross, and killed because he loves us so much he wants to restore the relationship, wants to make straight the twistedness, wants to clean with refining fire those awful, diseased, dirty things of this world. That's the good news. You you put your, your faith in him. You don't get a reprieve from the world. You don't get a reprieve from the bad things in the world. But then he didn't give himself a reprieve either. He He walked through it as well. So he knows what it's like so we can turn to him and we can put our trust in him. The Jewish issue to me is more complicated and and not fully theological. So I'm a Reformed Christian, come from the Calvinist wing of of Christendom. And I'm not a dispensationalist. I believe that uh, God's covenants in the Bible uh, build on each other over time, and they're not dispensed with. I'm not a dispensationalist that there's a next one and a next one, and, and that there's some plan for Israel still uh, in the Bible, I, I think that God's chosen are now the church, not Israel. But I do think that that Israel is reflective, and the Jewish people are reflective of God. They were created in God's image. Uh, they are the descendants of, of what God intended and of his plan. And because they were at once set apart by God to be his people, the world hates the things of God. Therefore, Jews and Christians especially are hated more than all others on the planet. The Christians at this point, just because of their number, are the most persecuted religious group on the planet. Uh, but Jews are globally persecuted. And I do think it has something to do with the fact that there is something about the Jewish people reflective in, in God's creation, that the things of the world hate the things of God. 
I don't think that Israel is a part of God's plan at this point. From my reform theological perspective, it's just a nation state. But of, as a nation state, it's a free and democratic state filled with wonderful people. And regardless of your views of theology, we should have the backs of the Jewish people, not because they're God's people, but because they are people created lovingly and fearfully in the image of God and have been relentlessly persecuted by the Nazis by the Arabs, by so many people, they've been persecuted. Do you know why Jews are so good with finance? This is one of the, the anti-Semitic tropes that's out, out there that Jews control the banking in the world. But you know what the kernel of truth is in it? Because there is a kernel of truth in it. In the Middle Ages, the Christians in Europe decided that it was a sin to be a moneylender. So they forced the Jews to be the bankers. Against their will, they forced the Jews to be the bankers. Remarkably, in, in some sense, it, it, it really wound up helping the Jewish people over time. Do you know why so many, like the Jews control Hollywood? It's what, what, what anti-Semites say. You, you know why? Because in the Middle Ages, it was considered beneath Christendom and sinful to be an actor. So they forced the Jews to do the jobs the Christians wouldn't do persecuted all the way back to the Middle Ages. But the anti-Semites, they take these things and they twist it as if it's some global cabal. The octopus trope. Uh, that the, the Jews, are they have their, their hands in everything. It's a deep evil and a hatred of people, a suspicion of people. And we see it around the world. The Jewish people experienced something the rest of the people in the world have not, the Holocaust. You know, you can argue the gypsies, the Roma people, that they also were exterminated by the Nazis. But in particular, it was the Jews. And, you know, the, 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 the Nazis had allies in the Middle East. The Nazis affiliated with, with uh, groups that were left over after the fall of the Ottoman Empire after World War I. Hitler cultivated relationships with the Ba'athists and the Muslim Brotherhood. The Ba'athists and, and the Muslim Brotherhood learned Nazi ideology and learned how to weave it into their faith beliefs. The Ba'athists still control Syria. The Ba'athists literally are the Arab Nazi party. The Ba'athist party is the Arab Nazi party. The Muslim Brotherhood were allies to the Nazis. Hamas is an offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood. You are dealing with groups in the Middle East who are ideologically descended from the Nazi party of Germany. And guess what they want to do? Exterminate the Jews. And they have a whole bunch of people in the United States and around the world who are sympathetic to them. You should remember who stood on the side of the Jewish people and who didn't. We say never again, after the Holocaust, never again. Look at the last two weeks of people willfully denying what their own eyes showed them so that they could preserve a narrative 
that is anti-Semitic. They could preserve a narrative against the Jewish people. They could preserve a narrative that somehow their side was righteous. doesn't mean the Israeli government has clean hands in how it's dealt with the Palestinian people over time, but I, I would submit to you that they have dealt with what they've dealt with because if the Arabs put down their guns, we would have peace in the Middle East. And if the Jews put down their guns, there would not be a Jew left. They would be exterminated. There's a world filled with evil out there. That evil is from the absence of God. And we've seen it marching across college campuses in the United States, in streets of America and across Europe. We've seen an evil that they can look on the dead in Israel and think they've got what they deserved. It's an evil that we must resist. It's an evil we're going to have to face, confront, and fight. It's an evil that should be eradicated. Now, let me tell you, let's let's change to something happier, the holidays. Can you believe we're almost at the holidays? I, I just sent a letter uh, an email yesterday to some folks in radio. They said to follow up with them at the end of the year, and I emailed and said, you know, uh, November and December are kind of like the in radio world and much of uh, corporate America. They are the Saturday and Sunday of the year. Uh, people say follow up at the end of the year by November. It's too late. So you got to you October's when you follow up. October's when you got to start thinking about your holiday plans. October's when you got to start thinking about your shipping plans for the holidays. If you are a small business and Stamps.com wants to help you do that, if you go to Stamps.com. You click on the microphone and you put in my name, Eric. You can sign up for a four-week trial, get free postage and a free digital scale. You can get up to 84% off post office and UPS rates and automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options from Stamps.com. I literally did this yesterday. Had to send a package. They came to my office. I arranged pickup. I never had to go to a UPS. I didn't have to stand in line. They just came to my office. They picked it up. I didn't even see them. They just came. I got a little place where I put the packages. They know they picked it up. I had it already labeled, measured everything from stamps.com. They make it so easy. You just need a computer and a printer. That's it. Over a million businesses, including mine, and I'm not saying this because I'm an advertiser. I've been with stamps.com for 20 of their 25 years. Stamps.com, the holiday rush is coming. If you ship a lot of packages, think about them. Sign up today. Use code ERIC, four-week trial, free postage, free digital scale, no long-term commitment. You have no contract to sign. You go to stamps.com, you click the microphone, you enter code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show, the perfect blend of news, analysis, opinion, and cooking. Yeah, cooking. Join Eric's Army of Activists. Text ARMY to 33777 now. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Too late to call in now towards the end of the show, I'm afraid. I got I to gotta say, um, we got this breaking news. Chessboro in Georgia has pled guilty to one felony count, agrees to testify in the case. Um, you got Sidney Powell now pled guilty to multiple misdemeanors, no RICO charge against her, which is notable. And she agrees to testify her plea deal essentially then forced Chesborough's hand, allegedly getting him to take the plea as they steamrolled towards Donald Trump. And I'm not convinced that they can get him in that case. The other breaking news happening this Friday, there's still no speaker of the house. 
But there is one thing we know for certain. It will now not be Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has uh, been, in Matt Gates's words, knifed in the back of a secret ballot in the basement of the Capitol. But actually, he lost three votes, and the votes kept going up from 20 to 22 to 25. It would have probably gotten to 30 if he had forced a fourth vote. Uh, instead, the House Republicans met in a meeting behind closed doors and agreed to see if Jordan could get a majority vote in a secret ballot, and he lost the majority vote in the secret ballot, um, suggesting that uh, more and more people were going to come out against him on the floor in the House. The, likewise, because of the number of absences, had they pursued it, uh, Akeem Jeffries was dangerously close to getting to 218, or actually not to 218, to 214, because there were a number of absences. So it was majority, absolute majority vote to become Speaker, and Jeffries might have been able to pull it off just because of absences from the House. And so the GOP had to weigh that as well. Uh, Patrick McHenry remains Speaker pro tem. Now, as all of this is happening, Joe Biden is sending a $106 billion spending package to the United States Congress, an appropriations package. The budget appropriation would include money to bolster armaments in Taiwan, money to replenish Israel's armaments, money for Ukraine, and money for the border. The Biden team recognizes they're going to have to do greater border security if they get Republicans on board for Ukraine and Israel. Uh, so that's that's their plan. That's what they want to do. And they can't get it passed in the House of Representatives because there's no Speaker of the House. Republicans will convene on Monday. They will have a speakerama. What is a speakerama? They're going to have essentially some, some fact-finding mission to see whether or not they can find someone. There are now three people looking. Tom Emmers is the Republican whip. He was acceptable to the Trump campaign at one point. They turned against him. Tom Emmers is the Republican whip. He's the menace from Minnesota, number three ranking Republican says that he will now seek the nomination for Speaker of the House. Mike Johnson from Louisiana uh, and Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma also saying they intend to put their name in the ring for Speaker of the House. We'll see what they can do. One thing we know for certain, I told you also, don't mean to rub it in, but I told you how this was going to play out with Jordan because I talked to all of them, the moderates, the conservatives, the really conservative ones. I knew how this would play out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.